you know, the COINTELPRO was started to target the Communist Party. That actually matters. Uh, and it's largely left out of the conversation. I know my my friend and colleague, Connor Gallagher, is pursuing re- research on that more. But the biggest element of the counterintelligence program was aimed at the Communist Party. It was started in the mid-50s, and it was aimed to, you know, disrupt and neutralize the influence of the CP in the United States. And, and you know, that was always central to its mission. So, you know, you can't understand COINTELPRO without understanding uh, mainly what it was doing, <clears throat> first and foremost. I mean, look, the Black Panthers were a force. They were interesting. They were significant, but they um, they are not. Uh, that's not where all the repression lay. Um, it got pretty extreme there for a year or two. But there's an awful lot of other things that happened, and the Black Panthers existed within an overall upsurge. You know, I mean, my second article with Connor on uh, Fred Hampton talks about the way the FBI went after students for a democratic society vis-a-vis their relationship with the Black Panther Party. You know, it's like one group doesn't exist without the other in those times. They're mutually reinforcing and influencing Um so I'm sorry, I'm losing actually the uh, uh, could you put the question again to me because I, I kind of want to get back a little bit back and hit this head on. Yeah, just um, there's this interpretation of uh, of COINTELPRO, which is that um, every uh, everything that seems off or seems counterproductive in the left is the product of state meddling or might as well be. So if somebody sees uh, like a strange tendency like Black Hammer, for instance, they say, oh, these are obviously feds. Um, yeah, but this, yeah. that's kind sorry, of what COINTELPRO the wanted. Is, it's like you've got to understand these things in specific. Um, first off, the FBI is not doing national security investigations the way they were in the in the late 60s into the early 70s they really got kicked in the butt you know they got exposed and they had to um, taper back you know what they were allowed to do um, and terrorism anti-terrorism became the uh, the watchword so the fbi i mean they do have focuses on the antifa um, and and white nationalism and i think they're pursuing both and probably not equally I think the FBI really likes to go after the left, um, not in the sense of personal enjoyment, but because I think there's a a certain legacy that, that they're inheriting. So the FBI is out there doing things, but they're not doing things on the scale that they used to be. I mean, local police are doing quite a bit. Um, you know, then I know from I don't know as much about Los Angeles as I I need to, but I know from having lived in New York for decades that, you know, they had a red squad and it was curtailed after civil suits, but they were constantly trying to reassert it. After 9-11, they developed this whole intelligence division. They brought in a former CIA person and, you know, they do do a lot of stuff. These, you know, the New York police are akin to an army for most countries. So it's not insignificant what a an intelligence service in New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles would do, but it's not on the scale of in the past because the terms are not quite, you know, what they were in the past. I mean, look, um, uh, 
the uprising against George Floyd last year was was extremely significant and extremely intense. I went back and read an account of the Detroit riot of 67 uh, and somebody had, it was actually Gordon Lightfoot was talking, was talking about a friend of his said, Oh yeah, I was walking down the street after the riot and I saw a side of the side of a building blown off because a tank had basically fired at the building and ripped off the side of the building. Um, That was what the uprisings in the sixties were like. And that was, some of the uh, maybe almost desperation on the part of the FBI to get out in front of it. Um, And it was qualitatively more extreme than even what we've seen in the recent past. And I'm not diminishing what has happened, but there's a qualitative thing, a difference between calling out, you know, hundreds or even thousands of police and calling out, you know, the U.S. Airborne Division and tanks in the National Guard and actually fire, opening yeah. fire. Hundreds of people civilian were. population. So I think things yeah. are different and people ought to try to understand it. And to the degree you don't understand things, you know, you know look into it. You know, there, there's an awful lot of ability to understand things very particular. It's OK. You got a hypothesis. I think they're doing this. I think they're they're trying to break us apart by circulating a rumor. Cool. Prove it. You know, try to establish some evidence and be a little careful. 